leading Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! We are back. We are here. We are ready. Mark Bickley, start to the week. It's an emotional week. Footy's over. Hello. Footy's over for our local clubs, but footy's just getting started, really. The big stuff. Probably I'm the, going on Friday night. Probably the best weekend of footy. Prelim final weekend is the best weekend. I'm going to the prelim. I'm going to watch Collingwood and GWS on Friday night at the G. What are you doing in Melbourne? I'm uh, working at the ice hockey over the weekend. Wow. Arizona Coyotes. I have to check whether I say coyotes or coyotes because I think Americans say coyotes. Really? Yeah. Doesn't feel right, does it? We're not in America now. Yeah, but that's just like South Australians say Lego and everyone else in the world says Lego. Yeah, but if you're in Australia, you wouldn't be walking down the sidewalk. No, but you would take time to assimilate and you'd probably start (laughs) saying sidewalk until you didn't. You know what I mean? Like here, Josh Giddy now, the way that Josh Giddy speaks, it sounds like he was born in America. It sounds like trash to me. Whoa. (laughs) What about that text message today saying that the uh, Premiership Cup should be called the Bickley Barassi Cup? Mm, No, that's – I don't think that's right. Get rid of Barassi. Oh, (laughs) I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone. That was silly. No, I, I think they should just, the Premiership Cup is just the Premiership Cup. You should have Cup. a statue. No. Like that New Zealander guy who was pointing at it and he said, statue, bro? <laughs> Where have we descended to? This is normally Thursday, sort of tired and stuff, not fresh Tuesday. I'm pretty fresh. I had a good night last night. Um, mm. I had the in-laws over and um, I contacted the Sandful and said, can you make sure I work at the triple header on Sunday? So I was at Adelaide over all day. <laughs> and so Sturt were in both of the underage finals. Did they, had they gone the 16s? Sturt lost the 16s to the Doggies. And they lost Centrals. the 18s by two points to the Mighty Panthers. Yeah, but the the result was a little bit flattering because they, they, they kicked, kicked a goal, goal on the siren and they, they, they just stopped the clock at 25, 25 minutes. 25 flat. Yeah, they kicked a goal with 10 seconds to go. Didn't even get back to the centre. Can I ask you a question about this though? Uh, am I getting older or... Uh, can I stop you there? Yeah. I'm pretty confident. Yes. Okay, great. Here's the podcast. No, um, <laughs> mate, these 15-year-old kids look like they're 20 years old. Mm. These 18-year-old kids... There was a bloke playing in the under-18s for South Adelaide that looked like Keegan Brooksby. <laughs> Set the big forward. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty impressive. Three goals. Unbelievable, mate, how big they are. And is this just now what happens with, with preparation for football that mm. um, you start eating, you start training, you go through this? It's oh, crazy. I think it's just kids are big, seem bigger these days. I don't know if it's true or not. They're probably big kids back when we were growing up. But mm. They just seem bigger, don't they? More you know true. who was good. Draper. Sid. Sid Draper. There was a moment in that last quarter where there was a horrific umpire decision. I don't know if you saw the game. Mm, I did. Okay. So. I watched a lot of the highlights. Did you? Mm. Why? Because I wanted to. Okay. So there was the, the there was a moment in the last quarter where Sid Draper got the ball, ran through the midfield, kicked three, it in the forward one. Goal, right? Mm. But before that, there was a mark in um, Sturt's forward 50, mm. which should have been paid to the man in front, but the South player yeah. was awarded the mark. Mm. That that umpiring decision resulted in a goal. 
Mm. I know there was a lot of play in between that, but still, that I think that was the wrong umpiring decision. They should go. Oh, it's always man in front, isn't it? Generally, is yeah. But, but I, I, it's interesting because I was watching the highlights package, and it started when they said, "Well, normally the man in front gets oh, paid." Oh, there you go. So, yeah. So I didn't actually see yeah. the incident, but I did see. Sid Draper t- took three bounces. Amazing. Then he, I think he didn't. He didn't kick it. He handballed to he someone. Ham- yeah, yeah. Handballed, and then they went and got a goal. But he looks impressive. He's part of the AFL Academy. So, so he's Arlo's brother, who's mm, at Collingwood. That's right. Yeah. Different, and no relation to Sam. Different players. Though. Like Sid's a explosive, yep. pacey sort of smaller player, whereas Arlo's a bit sort of taller and not quite as explosive and sort of hard running. So they've got on Sunday prior to the reserves grand final, the under 17s futures. Mm. So these are players that also want to get looked at in the draft and moving forward in their careers. And this is one of those things where I I highly encourage people to get to Adelaide Oval because there will be a time that you look back and go, I'll watch this kid play. Mm. I remember being at Adelaide Oval when Jason Horn Francis played that incredible game for South Adelaide in the finals. Now, I even take it a step further. Mm. I remember watching Cozzy Pickett when he was playing in the under-18s. Mm. Like, you watch these players and you go, you stand out above all of these people and you will get drafted one day. Caleb Poulter's the same yeah. thing who was at the Eagles. There's other things that are interesting as well because there are some players, like Jack Deline is a player who's played league footy for South. He played in that game as well. He's one of the players that have been spoken about being drafted, yeah. Yeah, and... And he didn't have a huge game, but he just did things where you thought, wow, that that's at the level. Yeah. And so, you know, so it's not about players who who dominate. Yes, there are some players that, um, you know, some players are short and stocky and, and a bit more explosive and maybe bigger bodied than others and they get lots of footy. Yeah. But some of those skills, you wonder, how do they translate into AFL footy? And some don't, whereas then you've got other players like um, – Draper, who's got explosive speed mm. and ball use. And then you've got Delene who does just does some nice marks and does some other stuff where you just say, yes, I can see how that will translate to AFL footy. So it's not always the best player there. The other one is um, uh, the Ruckman, Goad, who's 200 and something, you know, probably six or seven centimetres, but moves really well, like runs and covers the ground really well. So whilst he's not... Uh, absolutely dominating the the game at that height, like maybe you think he might. W- what happens though is with the physical attributes he have has, and with some you know good development and coaching, he's going to turn into or, or potentially a really interesting player. Something we mm. we um, that's pretty rare, really. Jack had to lean on the rest of his teammates to get the job done. Mm. Is that it? That was it. You didn't like that. Well. Bit puerile. I don't think it's puerile. I think it was a pretty quick witted <laughs> bit of banter. No? No. Um, a couple of text messages coming in. Good morning, guys. Seems like Stu, Stu is the guy who um, pulled the wool over yeah, people's yeah, yeah. eyes uh, in regards to being a power man when he was actually a crow's man. Yeah. Seems like Stu has pulled the wool over his eyes, just like the great Jared Walsh has. Mm. He changed from Essendon to Port when he started working at the club. Now, um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, I could have just played it. Well, play it. All right. Well, I mean, your sound effect was heaps better with you did it with your mouth, but okay. <laughs> sound like a broken record. Do you want me to go through this whole thing again? Yes, please. When you live in Tasmania and you don't have an AFL team to follow because mm. all your 
grow up supporting is the Glenorchy Seagulls or whatever they are. The Bernie Tigers. The Bernie Dockers. Glenorchy Magpies, <laughs> Sam Fantasy just got in my ear and said You grew Glenorchy. up in Tassie, you don't even know the teams. Did you, nah, really, it was did the, you really grow up in Tassie? What were the Seagulls? The Seagulls were um the Seagulls were Sandy Bay. Sandy Bay Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Um so I moved to South Australia as an Essendon supporter and needed a team to support because I wanted to go to Footy Park and support a team. So in 1999, when I moved here, at Port Adelaide at the time, yeah, Damien Hardwick had moved a few years after, mm-hmm. but Shea Cockatoo-Collins was there. Yep. Gavin Wanganeen was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Port Games and supported Port Mark, Adelaide. Mark Williams was there. Mike Williams. He so was that, a, a assistant coach. I had Kevin a very Sheedy. big soft spot for Port Adelaide as my Adelaide team. And then absolutely, I went to the game supporting him and when I was given the opportunity to represent Port Adelaide, um, I can't do anything I'm not authentic or genuine about. So um, you, you jump right in. Absolutely. And I think that's what happens with players when they move clubs, with um, with coaches and stuff. So I, I, had a, I had a fan last year actually on the boundary say, mate, you're an Essendon supporter. I'm like, no, I'm not, mate. No, you are. I'm telling you, you are. And mm. I said, just to confirm, you're telling me what I know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I said, well, have a good day. And that was it. Mm. Um, just quickly, whilst we're talking about, you know, um, having a good day and mm. um, getting angry and people yelling at you. That's a horrible segue, by the way. What? While we're talking about stuff that has nothing to do with what I want to say, here's what I want well, to say. Well, how do you know what I'm going to say? Well, you've just said, now we're talking about having a good day and getting angry. They couldn't be more polar opposite. <laughs> well, no, that's the... Anyway. <laughs> What'd you make of Zach Butters? Oh yeah, moving the chair and and gesticulating to the the young lady who was the water person for GWS. Any any thoughts on that? Um, I've never been in a situation like that with the heat of the moment and mm. what that does and the pressure that he would have felt. So I have some empathy there. Mm. Potentially, you could have thrown the chair a little bit more softly. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, no, not, not a massive issue. But I don't think it's a massive issue. It's not a good look. No, put it, would have liked his time again, potentially. I think so. A lot of people like that, though. Mm. Um, yeah, when you're under that kind of pressure at that point, I don't know. But also, like, let's keep in mind that we've seen Zach Butters this year be the poster boy for the AFL. But mm. the two years prior to that, he was a little pest. And he still is a little <laughs> bit of a pest. But he's just really, really good at football. No, well, he's a star. Mm. Um, what do you think of, um, uh, I don't know. Gee whiz, that's awkward. (laughs) You're really stretching this out, teasing it. What did you think of the bird that was in the background of our Michelangelo Rucci interview today? Bird. There was a bird. Was there? Yeah. Normally I, we pick up on all those little things it. like Apparently that. Apparently Michelangelo Rucci has a bird which has become a theme of SENSA. Has it? Mm. Does he have an aviary or does he just have the bird just flying around in his house? He's, he's got an affiliation with birds, Rooch. Avarian. Pardon? What's the, isn't that something to do with birds? No, that's ovaries. No, no. Jack, 
Jack Madgen. And him a good mate. Jack Madgen is an angry guy. He got angry again on the weekend. Did he? Yeah, he got angry again. Um, I reckon that's enough. Mm. What do you think? Yep, I think we should go to the podcast. Okay. Here it is. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. Tuesday, the 19th of September. Mark Bickley, we're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a huge thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. I mean, as I say, good morning to you. Wake me up when September ends. The beauty of being on a Tuesday, mm. Wednesday, and Thursday <laughs> means we have Monday to reflect. Yeah, exactly. The old 24 hour rule. Yeah. We when, need about, we need a, a 24 months, I when, think. <laughs> when everyone's very emotive, we're. You or you in this instance aren't able to sort of say anything that sort of you might regret, but it, it was a, a tough weekend for Port supporters. You can feel that um, so much promise throughout the year. I must say, like in the end, I think they finished somewhere around where most people thought. So then I think they finished fifth overall. I I had them between fifth and eighth. Um, they they flirted with going very much higher on the back of. Jason Horn France, who's had an amazing year con- considering where he'd come from last year. Zach Butters, even more amazing considering where he was at the start of the year to where yeah. he is now. Brownlow Medal favourite, Players Association award winner. But unfortunately, the, the cold hard facts, the last seven or eight games, Port Adelaide, through a whole range of reasons, just drifted out of form, uh, had some injuries, whereas the team they played went the other way. They were white hot. I think they're probably 11 of their last 12 or 10 of their last 12 GWS, whereas Port Adelaide, three of their last eight. So that's a pretty stark form differential in the cold, hard light of day. Now, once again, easy for me to say, I'm not a Port fan. I'm not emotive like others. So um, that's just how I see it. Our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you call, you'll get on the air. It's as simple as that. So ring up Port fans, Crows fans. If you want to gloat, do it. It's fine. This is this is your vehicle. <laughs> Honestly, this is like um, this is the beauty of sport where emotions do take over. If you want to send text because um, you're too emotional and you don't want to swear on the radio, you can do that too. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Thanks to Morn Team Ford Mount Barker for V six Ranger. We will speak to Michelangelo Rucci a little bit later on just to get an insight into what's happening at Alberton. Um, And it would be good if we just had a chat about our perspective of where we were on Saturday night, Mm. Bix, because you were on air for SENSA. I was on the ground. I was in the McGarry room afterwards. How was that? Um, Yeah, it was challenging. It was really challenging. And this is the thing where um, there's a lot of things that are unheard or unseen by supporters, which um, they've got a, a few feelings about how the club's acting at the moment or how the club has been over the past 24 to 48 hours. So one of the the representatives of the club, Stephen Shirley, came up to me because I will go at the end of the game onto the, the microphone in the McGarry room, welcome the player. What are you laughing at? Shirley, you can't be serious. 
Oh, God. That's all I thought of. I'm it's sorry. not time for jokes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I didn't want to say it, but no. then you prompted me. I just had a smirk on my face. No, it's very layered, this whole thing, because um, it is. it's like my responsibility at the end of the game is to go to the McGarry room mm. and get everybody up and about. And yeah, That's not going to happen. No, nah, it's not going to happen. And we were unsure who was going to make an appearance. So prior to the the game and the nightmare occurring because oh. wake me up when September ends. Uh, we were told that Tom Jonas was going to be up there um, an assistant coach who was more than likely going to be Josh Carr and the leadership group in Ollie Wines uh, and Darcy Byrne Jones would be up there too and leading uh, into that moment um, the club Shirls turned to me and said look it's really important that you acknowledge how the supporters are feeling right now. And that's exactly what I do. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. Cause I can't be anything but authentic. And it was tough. There are a lot of supporters saying, where's Ken? Why isn't, why isn't he going to show his face? Where's mm. Koshi? Matt Richardson got up and spoke really well. Yep. Um, but I just said like, let's be honest here. How I was feeling is I was in shock. Mm. Um, I was really disappointed with, with how the team played because I know that they're better than that. And that was probably the most disappointing thing where you go to a game expecting to win. I thought we were going to win by 10 goals. Really? Yep. Mm. Really confident. I, I tipped Port Adelaide on the back of I – di- I just thought they would feed off the energy of their crowd. Great crowd too, 45,000 yep. people there, which was good. But unfortunately, the, 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 the stark reality between a team in form and a team out of form was just so stark. Like, yeah. You think about, you know, Scott Lysette battled manfully but was labouring. Um, Finlayson wasn't in the team because he just hadn't been able to find the footy. Charlie Dixon came back after seven weeks out. So he came back in cold. Trent McKenzie has had no continuity. He was coming back from a, an ankle injury, which was coming back from a knee injury. Mm. His whole leg looked like he had a wooden leg, you know, like it's all strapped up. Um, and then you've got other players – you know, Ryan Burton hasn't been in great form for a long time. I know he did a good job on Charlie Cameron, but he's, you know, he's not having a super season. Ryan Burton had one of his poorer games of his career on Saturday I'm, night. I'm just saying, like, you can go through the whole team. You know, you've got Ollie Wines who, after the game, said it's the worst year of his career. You know, like, so when you've, there's seven or eight players. Seven or eight players in a team is, you know, it's a third of your team. Can you win against a side who is white hot? And played one of their best games. You just can't. Like you think, Cornelio had one of his best games ever. Kelly was amazing. Tom Green is, I think, right now the best midfielder in the competition. Briggs is, is probably in the top three ruckman in the competition. But everything you're saying is wonderful in hindsight. But you started that sentence by saying you tip Port to win, mm. and the majority of people did because there was an expectation that Port Adelaide would win or put up a show which was a lot better. Mm than what they put up on Saturday night. So mine was more hopeful. I was hopeful for Port Adelaide and their fans that they could win because they had a great year and I just felt they deserved a bit better. But I mentioned the form going into the, into the, this final round, they won three of their last eight games. This is who they played. They played Carlton in round 18 lost Collingwood round 19 lost Adelaide round 20 lost Geelong round 21 lost. Mm. They beat GWS, uh, and one that was at home. They beat Fremantle 
in a win and they beat Richmond in a win. Then they play Brisbane loss, Greater Western Sydney loss. So the reality is Carlton, Collingwood and Adelaide either played in the finals or Adelaide were in reasonable shape. Uh, Geelong are, a, you know, a, yeah, Adelaide and Geelong are about reasonable teams. So they really beat, they beat GWS, which is the only good win really in eight weeks. Other than that, they beat Fremantle and Richmond and then they lost against Brisbane and GWS. So their form line didn't really suggest that they would start this game favourite. You know, but like I said, it's still it's got halfway home. through the last quarter, and I thought Port Adelaide is still a chance to, to win this game, and they probably will. And at the end of it, will be relieved, mm. and it just didn't happen. No, they. I don't think they had any right to win because you can make the exact same argument about GWS in the second quarter. Yeah. Kick five goals, seven. Look, just some of the numbers are so stark. In, in regards to contested possession, 144 to 125. So that's, you know, 20 difference. That's a 10 goal. That's a 10 goal difference generally when it's in that regard. The clearances, 45 to 29. And it was exactly the same at halftime. It was 29-12 at halftime. Scores from clearances were a disaster. That five goal run, four of those were, were directly from stoppage. So the, the, the funny part of it is, is so much was made of, Charlie Dixon, Trent McKenzie, the big forwards, the big defenders, what are they going to do? But the reality was it was the midfield where they were smashed, mm. absolutely smashed. And so for me, that's that's the area they've got to get better at. And I'll talk about that in the five things I learned about Port Adelaide on the weekend because there's so much good to come out of it, but there's still so so much work to do with that young midfield. We're here thanks to Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. I tell you what, if I was ever going to recycle the video of me smashing a TV and put it on social media, <laughs> someone actually passed comment about that Adelaide. Get Adelaide will say, watch out for your TV when you get home. Um, the, the feeling amongst the supporters, there's a lot of different feelings, Bix. There's anger. Some of them want blood. Mm -hmm. Others just feel about, um, I guess, there's a fair bit of people, like it's a, a portion of the supporters walking around with the whole I told you so mentality. Mm, yeah. But this is what I need from you today. I need a promise from you today. Yes. Because you're very balanced. Mm -hmm. You are measured. Yep. You are calm. Mm -hmm. You are analytical. When I saw you this morning walking into Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo and his essay, you almost gave me a TED talk on why Port Adelaide didn't win the game. We need to <laughs> embrace our emotions and let yeah. them be emotions. We can't control them. We mm. can't be methodical. We can't be calm or balanced. We need to feel these feelings. So don't patronize us with you being no, balanced no, no, today. No. I'm just saying today, today, <laughs> okay, okay. let us feel stuff. I, what I'm trying to do is bring some levity. I, I, I'm putting my hand up and saying I can do this dispassionately because I'm not emotionally charged. Yeah, but you need like, to get around us and um, show empathy and say, I'm trying to understand how you feel and not go, here's a PowerPoint presentation on how the midfield fell short. No, what I'm what I'm trying to do is is sell a little bit of hope mm. that this isn't an, this isn't like some people are suggesting, ah, oh, well, if we can't win it this year, we can never win it. And, you know, we've got to rub it all out and start again. And the coach is a disaster. Sack the everyone. CEO, chairman. MC. MC. Get rid of. Mascot. Get, yeah. Rub it all out. Let's start again. Like, still a lot of good. You don't win 17 games in a year without 
having a few things go right. Now, the issue is it's all about timing. And I, people that have listened to me for a while will, will know what I'm about to say. To win a premiership, all the planets have to align. Oh, how would you know? Oh, damn exactly. it. Have a look at how many things went right. You know, this is what I, I marvel yeah. at when we were lucky enough to win a flag because so many things went right. And then for Adelaide fans, fast forward the next 25 years and think about 05 and 06 when Adelaide were the best team in the competition, had a percentage of 170, 170 deep into the year and didn't make a grand final. Mark Rusciuto suspended in round 23, Parvo virus, Andrew McLeod an infected foot, all the, you know, Ben Cousins and the, you know, I couldn't stop him from running. Oh, there's a million different things. And then go to... 2017, where Adelaide were the dominant team in the competition. And even then, it didn't turn out on Grand Final. Like, there are so many elements that have to go right. And unfortunately for Port Adelaide, the element this year was you've got to be in great form at the right time of the year. And that 13-week period when they were in great form was in the middle of the year. GWS were 3-7 and seven after when I, 10 games. When I talk about emotions, though, I did think about this last night because you and I are in a very privileged position when we speak into this microphone mm. every week. Um, we get a media pass to go to Adelaide Oval to watch the football, right? Yep. And we have good seats. We have access to the ground. There's in, and this isn't just exclusive to Port Adelaide. This is both of our teams. Yep. Um, there are people and the majority of people that spend the only money that they can afford to, mm-hmm. to buy a membership, mm-hmm. spend extra money to go yep. to the finals, mm-hmm. Parking, family, go to watch their team play, and take the, my hat off. Their team's result is is going to be the thing which determines their happiness for the week. Mm. So, for the supporters to to turn up and see that, mm. I completely understand that all of these emotions going through them. And I think it's sometimes hard for us to yeah. step into that mindset because no, there yeah. will be a time where we're not in this position with a media pass and all that stuff, where we will be having to. Um, go and buy our tickets to stuff where we go far out. We're investing in something which has caused so much disappointment. And yeah, you've got to balance out the joy mm-hmm. and also the um, disappointment. But there was so much hope which was taken away in mm. in three quarters of football on yeah, the weekend. But I'll balance that out with, I've also been in a situation where as a player, you've dedicated 12 months. So, yeah. so think of a player who started this preseason probably – October, running around for three months, torturing yourself, and and you want to win more than anything. Like Travis Boak, this isn't this isn't a season of work. This is a this is almost a, a lifetime of work trying to get to where he wants to get to, which is a grand final and, a, and win a premiership. Um, you know, Tom Jonas. There's there's so many others that that you know. Like I'm trying to get out is that. Nobody wants to do well more than the players, yep. more than the coach. You know, I've lived it. It's 60 hours a week of injury prevention, rehab, down the beach in the morning. All, there's a million different things that you dedicate yourself to try and get the result, to feed into that team so that you can give supporters uh, and members joy and hope. So, yes, we can be angry that as fans that they don't, get it right on the day, but it's never through a lack of effort. It's never through a lack of desire and willingness to, to want to be good. It's just sometimes, you know, there's got to be a loser on the day, but they would be disappointed and the fans can be disappointed 
they didn't bring their best game when they needed it. It is 17 minutes past six. Your thoughts, Power fans, please let us know. Call us, one 736 736 A couple of texts coming in already. We'll read out shortly, 0427-154-166. Next, though, we want to find out, Bix, your nomination for who's making a difference. We make a difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. And, of course, we've got to balance that out with the dig. Before you dig, lodge a free inquiry online. Don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. BYDA.com.au. We're going for 22 degrees today. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. one 736 736 You call up, you'll get on the show. It's as simple as that. Bix, plenty your text flying into 0427-154-166. You want to read out one of our texts before we get into who's making a difference? Uh, let's have a look. There's lots coming in. Um, let's start with this one. This is We'll start with a nice fluffy one. <laughs> Morning, guys. Well, she did a great job interviewing Tom Jonas on Saturday night on the ground and at the after-match function. I was disappointed that the coaches didn't stay on the ground until... He had been carried off. That was from Chris. Yeah, so Tom Jonas was very emotional, which means I was emotional too. And then he came up to the McGarry room and he said, um, he's not an emotional guy, but it's been the most emotional year he's had in football. Had to, he's had to hold it together pretty yeah, much Yeah, and he year, talked through it? the timeline of, of watching that match with some of his teammates and he was going quarter by quarter, the realisation that that was it mm. really hit him. and. Mm. It was tough. It's, I mean, it's it's not your traditional kind of captain's farewell, is it? Oh, yeah, it's not. Um, I'm going to put this to you, though. You were down there. Many people suggesting maybe Travis Boak. Mm. It could have been his last game. Did he look emotional? What was his, what was his demeanour like? There are a lot of people going up specifically to Travis Boak. Mm. His teammates, Phil Davis, went up to him. So perhaps there's something we don't know. Mm. Um we can talk about Trav a little bit later on because if that's the case, um, I think, again, it's another disappointing way to exit your time yeah. at the Port Adelaide <clears throat> Football Club. However, if Port Adelaide haven't offered him a contract and he's waiting for one, well, he's not going to walk off saying goodbye to everyone because mm. he's still probably holding out hope he might have it, that contract. It's, it's a really interesting one because different clubs do it differently. Some people say he's earned the right and I'm, a, I'm in that camp. But then you look at the clubs like Geelong who have just been ruthless. Yep. You think about Stevie J, gone. Podsy Adley, gone. Jimmy Bartell told, you're done, even though he wanted to play on. James Kelly, gone. Like They've been absolutely ruthless when, it's, when the time's been up for their premiership and champion players. They just say, no, that's it. We're, we're moving forward. So there's no right or wrong, but there's just different methodologies about going through that uh, that decision. 25 minutes past six on SENSA. That bright eyes is remarkable. He keeps trying to form words. I like it a lot. Baby, I like it. Who's making a difference, Mark Bickley? We make a difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Who you got? I went with Stephen Canelio. He played the most remarkable game that I've seen. I, a couple of years ago, I just wondered where his future was at. He was dropped from the team. He was made captain. Couldn't get a game uh, when he was the skipper of the team. And just just looked bereft of all confidence. And this year, since Adam Kingsley's come in, he's just looked like a different player. Missed last week with, you know, an unlucky training incident where he got poked in the eye. 
uh, comes back in and just, uh, he had 30 disposals. He had eight clearances. He had 13 contested possessions. He kicked two goals. He was everywhere. His running power was phenomenal and he picked the right time to have the game of his life. Very nice. Okay, so let's balance this out. We've gone from the positive. I want to have a triple dig today. There's a couple of mentions I'd like to make. Certainly as a major sponsor in Vodafone and Alan Scott, you're wrong. Uh, Before you dig, lodge a free inquiry online. Don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time byda.com.au. Triple dig. First of all, we found out uh, about half an hour before the pre-match entertainment at Adelaide Oval on Saturday night that Ron Barassi had passed away. Yes. So the meeting with the AFL went, okay, this is how the, the match day is going to run. Um, one of the representatives from the AFL got a text message saying, this has happened. We had to change everything to make sure that the um, moment silence was acknowledged. Yes. I heard three Port Adelaide supporters yell out, go power during the moment silence, mm-hmm. which I think is disgraceful and unacceptable mm-hmm. and um, people just trying to be heroes. It's my first dig. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Have some respect. Um, the other dig was to Adam Zampa. Oh, who, what's, what's Adam Zampa done? Well, over the weekend, Adam Zampa has registered the joint worst bowling figures ever in men's <laughs> ODIs as South Africa made 416 in Centurion. Uh, Zamps, uh, none for 113. <laughs> Gee whiz, that's a solid day. And the last day, like I want to have a dig at Leo Messi, and I was oh, going to save geez. this to the world game no, no update. Cows today. So Leo Messi had pizza on the weekend, and he's living in Miami, playing for Inter Miami. See, that's hard. He that's took it? a he took a photo of yeah. the pizza and shared it to his four hundred and eighty seven million Instagram followers. Tell me it had pineapple on it. This is the thing, Mark Bickley. We are going to retweet this on our uh, SENSA Twitter account because he put a photo up of the pizza and I can comfortably say that at Banquero, Miami, it is the worst-looking pizza you have ever seen and he put it on his socials and a poll went up, does this pizza look good? 8% of people said yes. Oh, wow. The tribe has spoken. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> He's gone for the social media influencer, which he doesn't need. Also, Leo Messi, if you are posting that for a free $20 pizza and you are on that kind of mega deal, yeah. post some other stuff. Yeah, come on, mate. There you go. Yeah, post a Ferrari or something. At least get something <laughs> worthwhile. It Leo. is 28 can, minutes can past six. A, can I just have a quick one? This yes. is a more serious one. My pull your socks up is to the AFL ticketing department. <laughs> we do pull your socks up on a Thursday. This oh, is the well, dig. This is the dig. <laughs> My dig is this to the AFL ticketing department. I had three people talk to me about why are people saying that it's not a sellout? I'm trying to get tickets, but it's impossible to get tickets. I had three people ask me that. I spoke to another person who overheard what I was saying and said, I spent 45 minutes on the phone trying to get a ticket. And it was just, they just talked about how hard it was to get a ticket to the footy. Now, people are saying, oh, it's not a sellout. And there's only 45,000. Come on, power fans. It's got to be easier, though. Like I said, friends wanted to go, um, particularly if you're not computer savvy. One person went to the Port Adelaide Football Club and said, can you buy me? Can you go online yeah. and get me this ticket? And they spent half hour and were still unsuccessful. So it is just, it, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Thank you, Mark Bickley. We are running super late, so we need to take a breather. You can head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Uh, plenty of your texts to get to. 0427 We'll do it next. 
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 25 to 7 on the SEN SA Breakfast going for a top of 22 degrees today. Uh, Beaumont Tiles has given away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. We have Daniel and John we are going to speak to next on our talkback line. It's one 736 736 Michelangelo Rucci is going to join us a little bit later on too. Just to talk about uh, what is going to happen next for Port Adelaide and also the future of Travis Boak. We'll be back after the news. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 21 to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Our footy shorts not too far away alongside Loop Logics, the Swiss Army Knife of Construction Management. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA and our number one 300 Okay, we've asked people to give us a call, particularly if you're a Port fan. Tell us how you're feeling. And one man who's very passionate about his Port Adelaide Footy Club is John from Port Augusta. Good morning, John. Hi, Big T, how are you, mate? I'm well, Jared. thank you. Good morning, John. That's good. How's your man going, Big He going well, is he? Well, he's doing pretty well. He's pretty flat this week because uh, my yeah. club and his club, the Solomon Town Football yeah, Club, he's a legend there. They they lost the A grade and B grade grand final oh, on the no. weekend. Oh, so, uh, they lost the B grade the Westies, didn't they? They did. did. <laughs> your team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good that you're laughing, legend, John. Man. <laughs> nah, sorry, mate. He's a legend, man. I met him in the early nineties with his coach at Solomon Town. Mm. He's a really nice bloke. So good on him. But um, just on um, Port Adelaide and Ken Ingley, look, I'm, I'm, I've been almost embarrassed with the way that some of the Port supporters had carried on. Um, and I know all supporters do it. I mean, the Crows did it. Robert Shaw got death threats all the rest. So your mob's not mm. squeaky clean. But, and counting the way they'll turn on Michael Watson on the year, that snapper bloke, the rings Dwayne Russell, he's an idiot. <laughs> from the Carlton support and all the rest of it. It's just the vocal minority that really speak up when things are going bad. But I don't think Ken Inkley's a bad coach. Yeah, he, Ken Inkley kicked really badly in the finals, didn't he, boys? Some of the some of the shots of goal that Ken Inkley missed himself. I mean, Stanley Gamish can't be blamed for that. <laughs> he can't be blamed for that. Surely to goodness. And um, no, I think we've just got to get off his back, back him in. But, um, yeah, it's just... Um, I, I think he's he's got a fifty nine sixty percent win loss ratio, and when the club was on its knees, he took over and did a really good bloody job and took turn around. Um, yeah, I back him in. Mm. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, appreciate your call, John. Thank you very much, uh, Daniel. On at one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Good morning to you. Good morning, boys. How are you? Well, thanks. Um, I just wanted to see what your opinion opinion on on this is. Um, I take it back to 2018 when the club was 11 and four, uh, primed to probably make top four, and then they missed the eight completely. 2019, they don't make make finals. 2020, they have a good year, lose a close prelim against Richmond, and then 21 got smashed in a prelim again in the home final. 
2022, they don't make finals, start the season zero and five, sort of play okay in the second half and catch up, but it was all too late. And then this year, top top four, um, and you go out in straight sets and you lose another home final. So you've lost three out of the four home finals. Um, does there need to be external review done? I know clubs sort of do it when things are probably at its worst, but I think with a record like that, I, I can tell you right now, no other AFL club would be putting up with a record like that. And I think some people need to be uh, looked at. Um, and if that's done through an external review, I, I don't know. But I think there's, there needs to be change. You just can't roll into the um, next pre-season thinking, oh, yeah, we'll work hard, we'll fix the problems. All other 17 clubs are doing the same thing. Mm. The, the NLC, um, Daniel, I don't know. What, what, what's, your, what's your point on that? My, my view is, is it's very layered because it's hard to compare what happened against Richmond or what happened in 2019 when it's a whole different group. The, the thing I've marvelled at Port Adelaide is the loss against Richmond had Hamish Hartlett and you know, I think Justin Westhoff was just out of the team and there's Brad Ebert in there. and There's a whole range of other people that are no longer at the footy club. And what you've been able to do is then – continue to play finals footy, get into another prelim. Uh, then you've there's other players that have left in more recent times. Robbie Gray goes and, and amongst others. And then you've been able to reset. You've got a young midfield and, and bring in other players from different clubs and still be able to challenge. The alternative is make a grand final like Adelaide and then burn the place down and then go six years without playing finals. Like Port Adelaide have actually been able to stay up there. Now they haven't won, but they're, but I'd much rather be challenging year in year out and be in the finals than go through this boom bust cycle because the boom bust cycle. Fortunately for Adelaide fans, they've got it right. But if you look at Melbourne and you look at Carlton, they went twenty years. They went through three cycles of being bottom and then sort of getting back up. Sometimes making finals, sometimes not. Then going back down again. Another couple of number one draft picks, then reloading again. Like they went twenty years, and so yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I don't think I think every year is different, and you can't just say just because the coach is the same. There's been different assistant coaches. Uh, you know, I sort of laugh a little bit when Port were winning. The people that aren't Ken Hinckley fans said oh, Josh Carr's pulling all the strings up in the coach's box. Then they lose, and now it's Ken Hinckley's fault. So Ken can't win either way, and Josh Carr can't lose either way. Like, you are a coaching group. And when they had Phil Walsh in that coaching group, when they had Michael Voss in that coaching group, they all still weren't able to quite get there. Um, and they weren't able to quite get there this year. But they are still reloading. They'll, the thing I want to talk about soon is they'll go through a significant change at the end of this year. Their list will change significantly and they'll still be challenging again next year. Daniel, thank you for your call, mate. Um, just hold the line. We want to give you that Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. We are here thanks to Maud Team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. Um, Bix, we still have a huge show. We have our footy shorts to talk about. The other game that we are going to be covering this weekend because it's prelim final weekend, which is 
Um, challenging to hear for Port supporters, obviously, but the footy world continues to move. And Michelangelo Rucci will speak too. You can listen to Rooch too on the run home with Kimbo and the Rooch from 3pm. We've got On The Mark. Something very special that I want to bring you up to speed with next alongside your text, 0427-154-166. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Eight minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast, Tuesday the 19th of September. Going for 22 degrees today. one 736 736 is our number. Just for calling the show today, how about this, Bix? No matter your club colours, Balfour's after the game, we will send you along to the Sample Grand Final and After Party. This is going to be brilliant. So, Hop Dub Time Machine's performing at Level 5 of the Riverbank Stand. They sort of get the place moving, don't they? They do. I've seen them once before at a winery. Great fun. Uh, so that was Hot Dub Wine Machine that you saw. <laughs> that was. That was what it was called. I'm not joking. That's what it was called. Probably, I was probably under the weather by that stage. You were. And uh, it's going to be brilliant. So um, after the Sturt Glenelg Grand Final, the first time these two teams have played in a Sandville Grand Final since 1974, Mark Bickley, um, if you want to go to the Sanford Grand Final, it's going to be a brilliant Sunday. Mm, so call us too. now, 1300 736 736 as we turn into our footy short spicks, Loop Logics, the Swiss Army knife of construction management. What do you got? Okay, Danielle Laidley has fiercely defended the AFL, saying the sport she thought might have killed her instead provided great support when she needed it most. The North Melbourne Premiership player and coach was speaking at the Melbourne premiere of her documentary, Two Tribes, a raw account of her life. Now, Laidley said... When she was arrested three years ago and photos of her were made public, effectively outing her as transgender, AFL figures were among the first to support her and Laidley also credited a life in the AFL for helping her handle the traumatic events of three years ago. So um, a nice vote of confidence in the AFL community, I guess. Let's talk about the AFLW. Port Adelaide got their first win of the season over the weekend, which was very good. And there's another little cool stat floating around. Yes, Matty Prospakis and Aaron Phillips both became the 12th and 13th players to reach 1,000 career disposals. So there you go. Aaron Phillips kicked their first goal for Port Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Port Adelaide had their first away win. So a lot of firsts there for the Port Adelaide Football Club. And the other story that is... uh, Gaining some momentum is the renaming of the Premiership Cup after Ron Barassi. Now, that's one of the things that the AFL is considering, honouring the Australian sporting icon, who is going to be farewelled at a state funeral. League bosses will consult clubs and key industry figures in the coming days before deciding how to acknowledge Ron Barassi. Hold your thoughts on that too. I've got something to ask you uh, and on the mark when we get into that a little bit later on. Okay, our World Game update, uh, thanks to Christian Brothers College, the world before us. This is pretty much turned into an Ange update, Mark Bickley. <laughs> okay. Because it was big over the weekend. Tottenham at the moment are sitting in second position. Uh, after five games, they uh, have won four and drawn one. So they are undefeated at the moment, sitting two points behind Man City. And it was incredible on Saturday night where Spurs played Sheffield Wednesday on a Saturday and two late goals in stoppage time allowed Ange Ball to win. Have a listen. Ball played on. Richarlison in the area. Squares it for Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky to win it for Spurs. Ten minutes into added on time. The Spurs bench and substitutes and players are running onto the field of play. 
they are passionate, the Spurs supporters, and uh, Ange was asked about this, whether they're getting too carried away with themselves or they should just embrace it. No, 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 let them go, man. Let them go. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let them enjoy it. Like I've, I've said this before. I'm, my role is not to burst people's bubbles. Let, let them get excited. Let them get ahead of themselves. That's the beauty of being a supporter, you know. Um, you know, they go through enough pain, mate. You, you want to let them enjoy. And if they if they think we're, you know, going to be world beaters, great. You know, that's, that's up to us to kind of match that expectations. But, you know. Our supporters deserve to, to have some happiness and they can enjoy it any way they want to. You talk about Josh Carr not being able to lose. Ange can't lose. I mean, he's winning games <laughs> at the moment and then if things don't go his way, then he still gets his huge salary. <laughs> well, it's bloody good. I think he's, yeah, he's a trailblazer and I just love the way he's embracing it. He's not taking himself too seriously and, and um, that's the thing. I think people that have followed Ange all the way through, he's, I think, you know, as... Um, followers we enjoy is the fact he's pretty genuine he, he stays pretty much the same all the way through whichever level he's coaching at the top four in the premier league is tight uh liverpool sitting third and arsenal sitting fourth at the moment I, too my mob got a wake-up call west ham against the uh, man city mm. 3-1 down yeah but that's man city mate i mean man city are going to struggle to lose the a first game goal too by the way uh Thank you so much to Christian Brothers College because they've partnered with Tottenham Hotspur to unleashing new opportunities for students in role now. You can listen to all the games on SENSA. Bix, we've got a few minutes here. Um, I put on social media last night mm-hmm. that... It was a tease, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I'm going to reveal something today that, if proven correct, it is going to rock the foundations of Talkback Radio in this country. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would like to think that I'm a student and a keen observer of talkback radio. Yes. I've managed to work in it a little bit, but even prior to that, I um, listened a lot growing up and I've become accustomed to the sound of voices and you don't know what I'm going to do, but I heard something over the weekend, Mm. which has troubled me. Okay. And if proven correct, talkback radio in this city, in this country, in this world, (laughs) will never be the same. Come on, land the plane. What's going on? I can't tell you right now. I just need to check with our legal team here at (laughs) SENSA. No, you're not going down this path. 7.20 this morning. 7.20. Yeah, okay. 22 minutes away. I'm going to talk you through this. Mm. And I just need you... Just give me a bit of time, a bit of space, step away from the microphone, because mm. this is big. Can I just say, mm. if this turns out fantastically well, mm-hmm. and this is massive, mm. this is going to be great for us. Mm. If this is a disaster and mm. we get sued, you're on your own. I thought we were a team. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were a team. That's how we roll. Yeah, that's just, just putting that out there. Okay. Well, I, I promise you. I can't wait. This is, it's going to change the fabric of radio. 0427154166, before we head to the news. I'm the Josh Carr of this group. You are. <laughs> You're the Ken Hinkley. You can feel that knife in my back. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not I know, I know. Um, uh, Lindsay says, Bix, you're 100% right. The fact is all but one club has a losing season. I think we just have to stay calm in the storm and keep building the list. The prospect of Radagalia, Zerk, Thatcher, Sweet, and now Soldo. Soldo! Ivan! Big Ivan! 
along with Georgiades, and a fit Ollie Wines makes a huge difference to the list. I'm disappointed about this year, but excited about 24. The question is, with players coming in, who goes out? Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Um, and this was Jack. Um, it was Richardson who made the prediction of three premierships in the next five years. Why open your mouth with outlandish statements? This is the best list I've coached three premiership in five years. Winning premierships is in our DNA. Rubbish. So it's um, a bit of emotion coming through there. Yeah, look, I, I think that is why I'm not a big fan of those statements. I know uh, Brendan Gale did it and it turned out well for Richmond, but that's the only one I could remember that it really turns out for like, they're hard to win and you put yourself on the line making those statements and you're on a hiding to nothing generally, I, I think. So I, I can tend to agree with, with fans when people make big statements like that. But the flip side of that and Ken Hinckley saying this is the best list we've got. Like, remember remember what game we're in? Port Adelaide are in the game of selling hope and selling memberships and, and getting people excited about the year. I think that was said at the season launch. Are we really holding you know, going through everyone's speeches at season mm. launch and then holding them to account. This is the thing about social media. Everyone is held to account no matter what you say or what you post. And then if you delete the post, then they get a screenshot of you deleting the post. Um, on the text line as well, zero four two seven one five four one double six. can I just remind everyone that Port went out in straight sets in the AFL and the Sandful go the double blues. That's a text there. Um, that person who's sending the text, give us a call because we'll send you along to the Sandful grand final. Sunday was massive because Sturt played in the three games I was working at because I was mm. at Adelaide Oval until yeah. 11 o'clock on Saturday night and I was back there 8 o'clock Sunday morning. What happened in the first game? Well, in the under-16s, they lost to what? Centrals. Oh, sorry. What happened to the second game? Oh, in the under-18s, they lost yeah. to South. Yes, that's what I was getting In the at. third game, um, they won. Read out the text from Daniel and then we'll head to the news. Uh, it's a pretty big tease, Walshy, it says. Uh, you can't find it. You haven't worked out your technology, have you? <laughs> that's a pretty big tease, Walshy. The real Daniel is waiting with bated breath. I'm possibly hearing Junior Walsh is taking over Hawaiian shirts from the original Walsh. Because my yeah, my dad is the worst dressed person I've ever met in my life. Oh, and that, that explains a lot. Jeff says, <laughs> I feel a bush biscuit coming on because you're going to be flat after I break this news at 7.20. It's not player related. This is talkback radio related, okay? Mm. And trust me, your mind is going to be blown by this. It's just keep, it's inflating. It's getting bigger. The top five things you've learned straight after this. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. This month, get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Four minutes past seven. Good morning to you. Going for a top of 22 degrees today. If the this is the first time you've listened to SEN SA Breakfast this morning. Well, half of the state's happy. The other half is saying, Wake me up when September ends. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a big thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Uh, Bix, there's still plenty to come on the show. Michelangelo Rucci will join us this morning and we have a flood of text messages coming in. 0427-154-166. We want to hear your voices too if you want to call us. Before this breaking news, Mark Bickley, which is just going to change the way we listen to talkback radio. This is like a balloon that's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
I'm a bit worried now that it's going to get flat. But I no, I'm confident. I'm backing okay. myself right. in here. Okay. Uh, we've got to get into our Tuesday wash-up. Thanks to Paramount Browns, the scrap metal people with the five things Mark Bickley learned. SCNSA Breakfast, top five things we've learned. Well, I'm going to be quite specific today. This is the five things I learned about Port Adelaide across the weekend. So here we go. The first one was... They were smashed in clearances on the weekend. It was just such a huge number. I got it here somewhere. It was a hundred and, uh, sorry, clearances. 45 to 29. And at halftime, it was 29 to 12. So it was over doubled. In that second quarter, That uh, the run they went on where they kicked five goals, four of those goals originated from clearance. It was just a disaster. And Port Adelaide got a good midfield. But the thing about, the midfield and clearances is structure is so important and it had to be a structural thing that broke down. And now yes, green and Canelio and, and uh, the big Ruckman, they all got, you know, multiple clearances, but there's a difference between just hacking the ball forward and teams running out of the front of stoppage and kicking it deep inside forward 50 Port Adelaide weren't able to slow them down, weren't able to stop them. So that's a structural thing, and they had to be better than that. So I think that's something they just need to really look at because they got massively scored against 13 goals from stoppage the week before against Brisbane, but it didn't look like they were able to make that adjustment to Mm. stop that happening again. So that was one thing. The second thing was the midfield the last two weeks has been really bashed up. I've been so pumped up about Port Adelaide's midfield Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis, Wines, Drew. It's just it's been of such a massive uh, bonus for them this year. But in the two big games where it mattered most, it, it fell apart. So what I take from that is the three Jets in the midfield, Rosie 23, Butters 23, Horn Francis 20. It just shows whilst they've improved out of sight, you know, Rosie two-time All-Australian now, Butters first-time All-Australian uh, Horn Francis at 20 years of age, just is enormous promise. And you mentioned Ollie Wines earlier this year saying he's being played out of position. Mm. Uh, and that kind of felt that way as well. Yeah, but, but what I was going to say, th- those three players have still got so much to learn. Mm. Think about when Christian Petrarca and those guys came into their own, Jack Viney. It's when they're 25, 26. So these guys have got still got upside to be able to continue to improve. And and the, the, the trouble that Port Adelaide had, and this is with Wines, you know, playing out of position on the weekend, he ended up on the wing again. If you want to have those jets in there, you can't have a Wines and a Drew and others because you've got those three gun players that sort of explode out of stoppage. What it might be is a little bit around balance. How do we, we can't have, maybe you can't have Rosie Butters and Horn Francis or two of those three in there too often because they're such attacking players and they want to get on the end of it. They get on the move, and if it doesn't go their way, they can potentially be out of position. So I don't know. That's can I ask you a question about that at. quickly? Do you think then um, Ollie should feel a little bit disgruntled that he's been squeezed out of that midfield to play on the wing because they're focusing on the other guys? And it's basically saying, hey, we're, we're kind of future-proofing the midfield here. Ollie, just go to the wing for a bit. If he's been played out of position and he said um, himself that it's mm. the worst season of football that, that he's played – um, if he's playing in a position which isn't suited to him, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's kind well, of just left, a, left a, out then. It's called team footy. Like the, the midfielders are the cream. He's a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. And then that year that he won the Brownlow medal, he got the play in the number one slot. Mm. And it's, we're hitting to you or we're going to you. And, and 
that's fine. But guess what? There's more dynamic players now that use the ball better through the midfield. And that's everyone's lot. You know, if you look at, uh, pick a player, Miles Bergman, I reckon he'd be, would have be loved to be getting 25 possessions every week and playing wing or midfield. Do you see that changing though for Ollie Wines next year? Well, if they've got the focus on those three in the midfield, then Ollie should expect to be playing the exact same position next year, which means he will need to change the way he plays football to suit that team. Exactly right. And and this is why there's, you know, there's a school of thought that maybe if he's not going to be played in position, that it doesn't make much sense trying to make him a wing because he's not a wingman. Mm. So he's got to reinvent himself in another position. Uh, or, you know, is it is it worth him exploring his options somewhere else to, with a side that doesn't have a big-bodied midfielder where he's going to play, you know, the minutes in the midfield every week? Right now, he's, you know, his option, he's just slid, slid down the pecking order. Willem Drew is the other one that sort of squeezed him out because he's more versatile. Drew can tag... Lockie Neal one week and then play a defensive role on Christian Petrarca the next week. big question. Bix far out. You've got me Mm. thinking now because that's almost an elephant in the room for Thursday because if that's the case, you would think that Ollie's part of the conversation to be the skipper next year Mm -hmm. and he would need to have a think about where he's at. Mm. Let's keep going. That's Um, a good one. Yeah. Fourth one, or this is the third one, I should say, is the um, depth was an issue on the weekend. I don't think anyone can deny that. When Port Adelaide started to hit some injury concerns and they had a number of injuries in similar spots, particularly down back, they just didn't have the players that were ready to step up. And now, you know, McKenzie, they had to rush Charlie Dixon back in. Lysette was battling all all the way through. So they've got young players on their list. Um, Kyle Marshall is 201 centimetres, but he's a baby. Uh, we've seen Tom Scully is another one, 203 centimetres. You know, he's uh, 19 as well. They're they're both teenagers. So they're big, tall, key defenders, key forward. I don't think they're going to play ruck, but they're just, they're big players, but they're they're literally, their bodies aren't ready. We saw Ollie Lord come in and he did some nice things, particularly in the second half. Didn't touch the ball in the first half, but he responded a little bit in the second half. We've seen what he, he kicked four goals in in a losing final. So he's got huge potential. But right now, they they needed to get those players that you know the Zerk Thatcher, the the Radigalia and those guys in because they have been really skinny on depth and they got injuries in the positions that they just didn't need. And Marshall was another one that just didn't look right in the last month of footy. So uh, that's another one there. And and finally, I think I only end up with four, but it doesn't matter. Um, there's going to be significant remodelling. <laughs> just just work that out. <laughs> The top five, I've just got four. We're running out of time. Uh, significant remodeling next year. Like people say, oh, look, this is, you know, what are Port going to do? They've got to change. Well, there's, there's always going to be change. And and this is just a quick sort of back of the napkin type look. It could be out. Boat, Jonas, Lysette, Winnet, Cleary, Fantasia, Hayes, Bonner, Dumont. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's nine without even thinking too much. What do you do with Wines? Maybe Dersma. There's a couple of other players that will be looked at to, to maybe uh, sort of in, sort of instigate some movement and get players in. But this is what Port Adelaide fans have got to look at. You lose those guys, and that sounds harsh, but Jason Horn francis will be better next year. Miles Bergman will be better next year. Georgiades will come into the side. Lord will be better next year. You're hoping that players like Burgoyne and Sin and Pacini come into the side. Uh, and then you've got Radigalia, potentially Zerk Thatcher and Sweet. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players who can add 
to your team. So it's not all doom and gloom and the wheel keeps spinning. And once the, the emotion settles down, there's still a lot for Port Adelaide fans to look forward to next There's week. our Tuesday wash-up, the top four of the five things that we learned. Um, cash for scrap at Paramount Browns, <laughs> the scrap metal people, Jeps Cross I'm, and I'm, Mount I'm Barker. I just want to finish up so we can get to your big announcement. Yes, um, two texts before we get to that. 0427-154-166. Um, Rocco says, one thing I learned, Ken made a huge mistake. Jed McIntyre plays as a defensive forward in Whitfield. Why did he play both Jed and DBJ? Needed one and Ratio Fantasia went too defensive. Mm. Um, and the other one Frankie from- Evans is another one. Is- Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, the, the sub it was a, a strange choice, I thought. Mm. Um, alongside the sub that Melbourne made on Friday night with Josh Shackey being yeah. there. Um, this is from Michael. This Ollie Wines narrative is a complete cop-out. He attended 17 set of bounces on Saturday night for two clearances. That's well, from Michael. Connor Rosie never had a clearance. He was in there, I reckon, more than Ollie Wines. If you want to head to the Sandful Grand Final too, just call us um, and we'll give you tickets. It's as simple as that. one 736 736 in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's after the game because I can't wait anymore. So straight after this, I'm going to reveal what I believe happened on the weekend. There's a conspiracy mm-hmm. and this is going to change the way that we consume radio in Adelaide, streaming, app listening, I've got to do it. I've said I'm going to do it now. Yeah, you have to. All right, we'll do it next on SCNSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 20 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, Michelangelo Rucci, joining us very soon. Also, Conor McFadgett from Sturt preparing to face Glenelg in this weekend's Sandful Grand Final. Bix, we are sitting here, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, for great savings every day. And it's literally 20 minutes past seven. And I think it's important that I take the time to reveal, if proven correct, mm-hmm. something that is going to change the way that we listen to Talkback Radio and it's going to rock the foundations. I'm, I'm nervous. I love emotion. I love talkback radio. Mm. And this year, there's been some brilliant talkback radio, especially after matches where fans will sometimes call in elation and happiness when their team wins, but more so anger, aggression, and sadness when their team loses. For example... Earlier this season, when Carlton were garbage, this caller called a talkback radio station. Snapper, good evening to you. Yeah, good evening, gents. Um, I, I don't know where to from here. I couldn't believe what I watched tonight. Um, uh, during the week, what, what were the club listening to? What was the what was the president talking about? Ambitions to play finals, to keep calm. How can we keep calm? This team that we played tonight almost lost to North and lost because of a free kick in a dying second. They had no back line. I get it. We kicked points, but so did Sydney. For God's sake, when are they going to wake up? I'm not going next week. My 
That's what this club means to me. We had to edit some of that because Snapper swore, and I can guarantee you Snapper's going to probably go to the Gavin this weekend <laughs> to watch Carlton play. So that was emotion. Mm. This circulated on social media. All the television networks played it. Other radio stations were playing it because mm. this is the emotion of football. So Saturday night, yes, following on from Port Adelaide, being knocked out in straight sets once again, I've jumped in the car after the McGarry room. Yes, You've jumped in your vehicle. We've headed to our different homes. I thought, okay, I wanted to have a look on social media to see what the, damage the reaction. Was. <laughs> Absolutely. And then there was a moment where a Port Adelaide supporter had their snapper moment. This is Stu from Harndorf. We'll go to Stu from Harndorf. Hello, Stu. G'day, boys. How are we tonight? I'm bitterly disappointed. I can't tell you how gutted I am. I, 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 I'm just going to start. Where is the game plan? Where is it beyond what has failed us all season? Let's talk about what happened at halftime. Ken Hinckley coming out and saying we're going to do more of the same. More of what, Ken? Failing for another 10 years? Sign the man. I am disgusted, boys. I am physically ill. I am ready to rip everything up. I'm ready to turn in this lifelong support for this club. I just cannot stand it anymore. I'm physically ill. I just cannot stand it, lads. I am gutted year after year. The same rubbish. The same disgust. Dust in my feeling for this club, this club I've loved since I was a kid, the one my dad took me to as a boy at Albers, and my God, I cannot stand it. I am physically ill. <sighs> Thank you for letting me vent. Yeah, well Sorry. done, Stu. Um, that's that's what he yeah. does to well, you. Unfortunately, it does. So this call, mm. Stu from Harndorf. Nearly blew a gasket. It went viral. Social media, radio stations were talking to Stu yesterday, playing this call again, saying this is the emotion of Port Adelaide fans Mm. of what straight sets does to the true believers. They were torn apart after singing Never Tear Us Apart. It got me thinking, Mark Bickley. Yes. Stu from Harndorf. Now, what's the population of Harndorf? I'm guessing 3,000. Stew from Harndorf. How many stews do you reckon are in Harndorf? A couple. Because here at SENSA, we have a listener and someone who calls in regularly, and his name is Stu and he's from Harndorf. Oh, no. The only difference is that this Stew from Harndorf is a Crows supporter. So I am suggesting, I am making allegations that this incredible bit of audio, which has gone viral on social media, the whole country is replaying this, in inverted commas, port supporters' emotions. Stu from Hundorf is a Crows fan who has pretended to be a Port fan to get on the radio. He's got on the radio and he has successfully executed the biggest troll of the Adelaide media. <laughs> and I would like to applaud Stu from Hundorf if this is correct. Wow. There you go. You just dropped it. Bang. There I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we going to prove this? This is, at the moment, this is just your theory. Oh! Unbelievable. 
football. <laughs> this is just your theory. Yes. What are you going to do about it? Stu from Handorf, if you are listening, we know you are. Call in right now, one 736 There okay. is going to be egg on faces all around Adelaide. The game is up. Stu from Handorf, put your Kransky and your Stein down <laughs> and call us in, one 736 736 and we want to put you on the air so you could admit to being a Crow supporter, pretending to be a Port fan. And to be honest, I would like to celebrate, Stu, because that is just a brilliant troll. Texts are flying in saying he's a Crow supporter. Mm. Stu, call us in right now. I'm going to give you five minutes to call. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Just on 7.30 on SENSA, we're here alongside Mourn Team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. Bix, uh, this is massive. If you've just tuned in, welcome there was a phone call made to Talkback Radio on Saturday night after Port went out in straight sets. It was Stu from Handorf. We will replay that call in a moment. I have made the huge allegation. Did you want to reveal what that allegation was? You're saying that Stu from Handorf is, in fact, a Crows fan and that this was a ruse and that he was just winding people up. Now, a lot of text messages coming in. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more, Walshie. That sounded sus as. That was from Louis. This one says, and I thought all Crows supporters were pretending to be GWS fans on Saturday night. Apparently not. And this one says, Walshie, a.k.a. Caro. Mick says, geez, Walshie, such a big build-up. Is that all you have to be kidding? Pull your socks up. Cheers, Mick. P.S. Any chance of tickets to the Sanford Grand Final? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, Mick. We'll yours, call Mick. you. We'll hook you up. Um, okay, so Stu from Handorf has called. What? Stu from Handorf has called and can reveal all. We're going to go to the news. In 90 seconds, we are going to hear from Stu from Handorf to finally put this to bed. This is going to change the media in the whole world. We'll touch a shoe next. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 to 8, SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tuesday, the 19th of September. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Bix, we can't wait any longer. Thank goodness. Saturday night... Post-game, a call was made to a talkback radio station in South Australia and we heard from Stu from Harndorf. We've got a Stu from Harndorf. Hello, Stu. G'day, boys. How are we tonight? I'm bitterly disappointed. I can't tell you how gutted I am. I, 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 I'm just going to start. Where is the game plan? Where is it beyond what has failed us all season? Let's talk about what happened at halftime. Ken Hinkley coming out and saying we're going to do more of the same. More of what, Ken? Failing for another 10 years? Sign the man. I am disgusted, boys. I am physically ill. I am ready to rip everything up. I'm ready to turn in this lifelong support for this club. I just cannot stand it anymore. I'm physically ill. I just cannot 
stand it, lads. I am gutted year after year. The same rubbish, the same disgust in my feeling for this club, this club I've loved since I was a kid, the one my dad took me to as a boy at Alves, and my God, I cannot stand it. I am physically ill. <sighs> Thank you for letting me down. <laughs> Yeah, well done, Stu. Yeah, well done, Stu. So, yeah, that's what we uh, this went viral on social media. Everyone's replaying it, saying, listen to the passion, Port Adelaide fan from day one, Stu from Harndorf. And my allegation, Mark Bickley, is that Stu from Harndorf is a Crow supporter. <laughs> one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Stu from Harndorf, good morning to you. Get straight to the point. Admit it. Ah, uh, Bix. Walshy, or should I say Batman and Robin? <laughs> yes. Yes, you've done it. The world's greatest detectives. <laughs> we knew it. We knew it, Stu. Oh, boys. All I can say is Saturday night proves the theory that no smart decisions are made after the tent beer. <laughs> so did you just think, I'm just going to have a go here and call up and just see what happens because there's a chance that I could have my snapper moment, but here in Adelaide. It's funny you mentioned snapper. And it's even better that you played the, uh, the the call before. It's all built around snapper, lads. There's a group of a group of mates and I. We someone's losing the plot. They've gone the full snapper. That's the terminology now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we thought we'll tune in and we'll, we'll we'll see if we can hear anyone go the full snapper. And then everyone was sort of really downtrodden, downbeat, uh, defeated, much like the team itself. We decided to then, uh, we decided then, uh, you know what, we need to fire, fire this up. Maybe we'll call through and, and try, our, try our luck at going full snapper. Anyway, I was the one who was lucky enough to get on. And then, yeah, two minutes of Adelaide mayhem, boys. I loved it. There was actually a guy in the McGarry room at Adelaide Oval standing next to me with a little um, earpiece in his ear saying, mate, you should listen to what's happening on Talkback Radio at the moment. So, Stu, you've, you've just you've fooled everyone in South Australia. We think it's the ultimate troll and we are all for it. So, well done. Oh, thanks, boys. I, um, yeah, just, I, I didn't think it was going to grow the legs it did. I knew I was in trouble when mum texted me about five minutes after the call. <laughs> Uh, you can't get anything past uh, mum. No, no, you can't. And then, yeah, as it grew and grew and grew over the Sunday and the Monday, I was actually going to call the show in questions Arvo sports show today to come clean. But then, yeah, you pieced it together, boys. You've beaten them to the punch. Well uh, done. We love it, well, Stu. Before we let you go, Stu, uh, Channel 7 have rang and they've said, if our Stu ever falls over, you've got a job at Summer Bay. <laughs> Very good acting skills. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, I... Um, I've got a background in retail, so I reckon I can run that general store better than him. <laughs> hey, you're a legend, Stu. Thanks for having some fun, and congratulations, mate. You did, you did very good trolling. We love it. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, if anything good comes of it, I did enjoy reading how it actually did uplift some of the Port supporters after the game. In all seriousness, they said it made them laugh, and it softened the blow a little bit. So if anything good's come of it, there's that. So Can you just do yeah, us one favour before you go? Just take a deep breath and say, physically ill! I'm feeling physically ill. <laughs> Dude, that is incredible. Well, there you go. Big so I, I told you it was a big story. You, you were right. Um, I, I, 
I didn't know where it was going to go, but no, you're spot on. Not much gets past you. No, I don't have a lot of time on my hands. And I've certainly got a lot more now because um, <laughs> September's over for the Port Adelaide Football Club. Um, someone to tell us uh, what the feeling's like at Albany and what this means for some of the players, the coaching staff, and the Port Adelaide Football Club community is our very own Michelangelo Rucci. You can have a listen to Rooch every day alongside Kim Dillon, the run home from 3 p.m. Good morning to you, Rooch. How are you going? Morning, Mark. Morning, Jared. Oh, I'm fine. I've yeah, Life goes on. I mean, you get disappointed by results, but you also have to look at just the way in which it all unfolded and say, well, sometimes the cards just don't line up, mm, do they? That's uh, right. Uh, they, had a, they had a great run for 13 wins in a row. They started to wobble from round 17, and by the time they got to the finals, well, they were severely banged up. So, yeah, they've... They've got a fair bit to work on. As you know, Mark, premierships are not easy to win. No, they're not, particularly in an 18-team competition. Now, there has mm. been a backlash, and it was I guess it was predictable where there was many people who didn't want Ken to be re-signed, but he, most sort of people thought that he'd earned that right. What's the way forward now for the Port Adelaide Football Club and re-engaging with their supporter group who right now there's a, there's a group who are pretty hostile? Yeah, it's a good question how you re-engage because it's, at some stage you've got to work out who you're re-engaging with. Is is there a minority that is just you know, absolutely battered in their own minds because of the expectations they they live to that are probably you know, never going to be reached? Is there a majority that's understanding, well... Uh, it just wasn't going to happen after you saw what happened from round 17. Just who who are they needing to? I mean, they got 45,000 there. So the people say, you know, they've turned off Port Adelaide because of Ken Inkley. How do you get 45,000 to a final then? Mm. So, you know, look, the message is going to have to be intriguing one because in the end there's going to be one group you're never going to satisfy. We've seen them for so long. I mean, they did go away for the 13 game winning streak but now they've come back now what sort of group are they that's that's a hard thing to work out mm. tell, tell <laughs> yeah. us about what's going to happen to the on-field sort of personnel there's uh, exit meetings happening uh, it's interesting um Arazio Fantasia gave a little hint that his future might be at Port Adelaide next year which some people might be surprised with Travis Boak still up in the air what are you hearing well, Arazio is interesting because in the end he did actually hold up for a, a, a long period, but um, is the, the biggest question, no one's ever going to question Arazio's talent or his ability to play the game. The, the issue was, is he going to be able to hold up physically? Now, mm. what was it, about a six-week run that he did hold up? Uh, you would think, it's again, it's a risk management decision. Now, if they feel that they've got enough evidence to say that he's going to you know, be able to get through all those soft tissue injuries and never see them again next year. They they keep him. It's quite obvious. It's mm. the talent that you want for kicking goals. It's I, I, I just uh, we won't know, but there's clearly going to be some medical evidence that they've got, and that will make the decision for them. Because you're not making you're not making a call on whether he's good enough to be in the side. Are you? You're yeah. actually trying to work out is he safe enough to be in the side. So it'd be intriguing what what they've learned over that six-week period where he did hold up in the sample. So if he stays, it's clear that they've got enough evidence, enough confidence that he's going to be able to hold up physically next year. Now, they've got some 
enormous decisions to, to also make because they've got to fit in now three players who have to be traded in. That's Jordan Sweet, Asava Radigalia, and, and Zerk Thatcher from Essendon. Now, if you want, you've got to give as well. So it's not just only who's going to survive on the list, but who's, a, who's going to be engineered out of the place because they don't have great assets in terms of draft picks to be trading away. So they've, they've got an interesting October. Now, Generally, you know, if players have put up their hand to say, I want to go to a nominated club, they've been given enough confidence by their managers to say, yep, Port Adelaide can do the deal. But we're intrigued as to who Port are going to put on the trade list and how eager clubs are going to be to take them. Roach, uh, you and Kimbo had a chat to Ryan Burton last night as well on the run home. It's the first time we've heard from a player, really, since the game on Saturday night. Um, for those who didn't hear it, what, what's going through the minds of the players after another disappointing exit? That's a really good point, that one, Jared, about what's going through their mind. Now, if you go back to the famous choking period of, of Port Adelaide between 2001 and 2003... One of the key moments that came at the end of the 2003 preliminary final was to actually ask why weren't they mentally strong enough to deal with the extra pressure that came through finals. This, this was a team that was an amazing run between 01 and 04, where they won, you know, what was it, about 64 of 88 home and away games, which kept tripping over in finals. And it meant something was happening above the shoulders because they, they clearly had the talent to win games, but then something happened in September. Now, the smart move they made at the end of 03 was to work you know, work through that theme of, well, what happens mentally? Now, they brought in Ray McLean from leading teams. They dealt with who was capable of handling September and who wasn't, who needed help and all that. They're probably in that same space again because if, we, if we're questioning are they tough enough to handle September, we, we probably need to get some experts in there to say, what what is going through their minds when the pressure rises during a final? So, I mean, the problem now is that compared to '03, um, and you know this very well, Mark, about how the AFL Players Union just says, "No, you've got three days mm. to get all this all out with exit meeting, and then they've got to go." Well, unfortunately, there's some clubs, and I would think even Melbourne would be in this space. They're going to need more than three days to work through, you know, what happened through the final series. They're going to have to clear them all out. And then by the time they've come back, you don't just know how many things you build up and become very difficult to deal with once your pre-season starts because you haven't actually packed them away immediately after your losing finals. Mm-hmm. So that's an intriguing space, Jared, as to where they're going to be mind-wise. You know that they're massively disappointed. I, mean, I interviewed Will and Drew minutes after they came off the field, and you can just tell they're... They're more than shattered. They're actually, I'm not sure whether confused as a word, because why can you be so good at some stage and then be completely different by the time it becomes September? So they've got to answer that question. That's that's an interesting mind space that mm. they're in. Yep, it is. And it's one that everyone grapples with. Teams that often go out unexpectedly or with really poor performances late in seasons often struggle for that motivation over the preseason and Struggle like Port Adelaide did after the Bulldogs game, lost their first five games. Roach, we've run out of time. Thanks so much for having a chat with us this morning. You can have a listen to Roach with Kimbo, the run from 3pm and Sports Day SA following with Blighty and Wild. Um, just before we get into On The Mark, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. It's 10 to 8. 
safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Five minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. 22 degrees today, a little bit overcast after a wonderful warm couple of days. Um, hopefully it's going to be beautiful on Sunday for the 2023 post-plus League Grand Final. Uh, we'll be speaking to Conor McFadgen from Sturt uh, a little bit later on, Bix. And if you want to go to the Grand Final, just call us right now, one 736 736 just like Kim has done. Morning to you, Kim. Morning, lads. How are you? Good, Good thanks. Thank I just, for, for full disclosure, I've got to say I am a Crow supporter. Um, so, and I'm, I'm not even going to pretend I didn't enjoy what happened on, on Saturday after we couldn't make the finals. That per- perfectly went to script for us pro supporters. <laughs> but I, I, I sort of just chuckle a little bit throughout the year when Port won their 13 in a row or whatnot. Uh, pro supporters, Port supporters, everyone was sort of praising Josh Carr and it was all Josh Carr doing all the work. But then as soon as uh, the straight sets happens, you know, you, you don't hear Josh Carr's name at all. It's all, it's all Ken, Ken, Ken. Is being an assistant coach on a on a winning team the, the easiest gig in in the AFL? It just seems that you, you can't lose, basically. Kim, I think it's it's more to the point where it's just it's a little bit outdated. It's an outdated thought process that the head coach does eighty percent of it, and the other coaches do whatever ten ten percent each, or you know any sort of split up like that. It, if you talk to anyone within the AFL system, they will, and people may think they're deflecting. It is a team effort in terms of the work that gets done, the planning, the way we're going to play. It's a full consensus. Now, the the senior coach is is the figurehead. He's the bloke that does all the you know stands up and and cops it when it's poor and and takes a little bit more of the credit when it's going okay. But the reality is, you know, Ken's down on the bench. And Craig McRae's down on the bench. There, there's, you don't see much from down at ground level. So it's it is Josh Carr and it's Justin Lepich and it's all those other coaches that are up there that are communicating and giving him the information. And you know, yes, he's ticking off on it, but at the same time, it is a joint. It's a joint process. And so, you know, I would say you win together and you lose together. It's never one person's fault, and it's never one assistant coach's. You know pulling the strings or stuffing up. It's it's everyone. You're all in. That's how it should be. Kim, we appreciate you calling in as well, mate. Hey, we're going to send you off to the Sandful Grand Final, but also the after party too. So um, feel free to call back anytime, right? We appreciate it. Great. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Bix, before we head to the news, I'm going to put um, on the mark after the news. Uh, mm-hmm. We did have a text coming in, which is 0427154166. Bix, as someone who's coached before, I'm interested in your perspective on Ken Hinckley throwing his squad players under the bus in the post-match presser on Saturday. It felt pretty super and, uh, sorry, uh, super petty and unnecessary to me. That was from James. No, I think what James is talking about is when Ken said, well, we didn't have anyone else. You know, well, he do, said the play, the, he could have picked the uh, players, that, but the result would have been worse off if he picked mm. the other players. Yeah, I, I think what he was saying there was more to the point around Charlie Dixon, uh, Trent McKenzie, those types. And the reality is is there's no one there. Jonas is injured. Cleary is injured. Uh, who else is? Um, Dylan Williams. The other selection was, thing I was confused about. It was a bit strange, about. but I reckon he was most likely injured or if not, he didn't have any pace and they were going to have 
be against quick players. So he was saying, I think he was talking to about blokes like Kyle Marshall, about Tom Scully, uh, Jake Bassini's injured, who is, you know, another one in that sort of vein. Sam Hayes played really well against the Giants uh, last time they were at Adelaide Oval. That's because Scott was unavailable, Scott Lysette. Mm. The the sub was confusing for yeah, so, a lot of fans. So the, the, the only thing they could have done differently, I think, they could have played Finlayson instead of Dixon yep. up forward. Or they could have played Finlayson in a defensive role against – uh, in, instead of Trent McKenzie, if he wasn't quite right, they could have played a smaller sub, a Francis Evans, a yep. Horatio Fantasia. I, I did had to do a double take and go, why isn't Francis Evans here? Yeah, so so there's a couple of things they could have done. They could have played, uh, you know, they had Darcy Byrne Jones and they also had um, Jed McEntee yep. as small forwards. Both those guys sort of in defensive roles. Neither of them worked, so they didn't. They lost a little bit there. So there's a whole range of things, but the reality is. Out of all those things, the biggest decider of this game was the midfield. Was the midfield. Yep. Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis, Drew, Wines, Boak. Yep. Guess what? That, that, that's, the, that's been your driving force all year. And unfortunately, it was your downfall on the weekend. Uh, if you haven't signed up to play NBL Super Coach yet, well, make sure you do that. All you need to do is jump online to iCanWin.com.au for details because there's an amazing prize pool, including cash, merchandise, NBL experiences worth over $10,000. We're doing that together with the advertiser. Next, we are going to speak to Connor McFadgen from Sturt and also on the mark. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Mark Bickley's here. Jared Walsh is here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Um, Bix, before we get into On The Mark, it is going to be a huge weekend. The Host Plus Sandfall League Grand Final is happening on Sunday. We still have tickets to give away too. So if you are keen to head along, 0427154166. Also the after party, which is going to be equally as good. But the, the party kind of has started to begin already because it's a Glenelg Sturt Reserves Grand Final. And it's a Glenelg Sturt Seniors Grand Final. If you think about the double blues in the men's side of things, so they make the under-16s Grand Final, yep. they make the 18s Grand Final, mm-hmm. they head into the Reserves Grand Final and the League Grand Final. An incredible time to be at Wigan Oval and a player who helped the double blues get over Adelaide over the weekend is a defender who has just decided to start playing forward and kick a bag of goals. And that is Connor McFadgen. Good morning to you, Connor. Uh, how are you feeling, mate, into a Grand Final? Hey guys, um, yeah, feeling pretty good to be honest. Um, it's almost a bit too good to be true at the moment. First year here and off to a granny this weekend. Oh, well, that doesn't stop yet, Connor. Yeah, there's still plenty more to come, but um, you must have been wrapped the way you're able to uh, turn around what must have been a really disappointing loss against Adelaide a couple of weeks ago to to shut them down. You kept them to their, their lowest score for the year and then were able to just maintain that ascendancy that you had. Yeah, I mean... We didn't play bad for you in the first week of finals. We were sort of on top of them first half. And then that third quarter, we sort of didn't play the way we wanted to. And they, they played their game. Um, and we spoke about last week, sort of not so much playing the way we wanted um, on the weekend, but sort of trying to limit their their contested ball winning abilities and, and their movement from back half to front half. And feel like the whole team just played their role and, and we were able to 
get the chocolates. All the talk was about Kieran Strawn. He finally made an appearance for Adelaide, and um, I was one of those people thinking he's going to have a huge impact on the game. But um, he was stopped by Daniel Faye Sparks talking to James Battersby at the end of the game. He's been outstanding for you this season, but for the past couple of years, he's really building together a good footy career. Yeah, no, Daniel Sparks was awesome on the weekend. Um, Strong came out in the first couple of minutes and got his hands on the footy a bit, and I was a bit worried. But um, no, Dan Face Sparks was awesome for us on the weekend, and yeah, he's played some big games this year. Probably an undersized ruckman, but geez, he gives it his all, and he gets around the ground, and um, yeah, he's a great asset for us. And uh, hopefully he can go well again this weekend. The midfielders have been outstanding this year. Um, to see Tom Lewis have a, a fit body, but also James Battersby. These boys polled well in the McGarry this time last week too. So is that something which is going to help you guys win against the Bays on the weekend to get it out of that middle into your forwards? Yeah, definitely. Um, they've obviously got a pretty strong midfield as well with guys like Snook, Partington, Allen, uh, Corey Lyons. Um, so it's going to be massive for us to, first of all, win the contest. And I think Battersby and Lewis all year have been two blokes that have just been winning the contest. And um, the stats have showed that I think both of them are top five clearances for the league. So um, it's pretty impressive from those boys, what they've done this year. Um, and hopefully they can go again for one more week for us and, and give us first use down forward. Yep, I'm sure they can. Now, Connor, you would have been a little bit flat had you, you were at Brisbane on their list last year. They have got a huge chance of moving into the grand final. So fortunately, you've come here and you're playing in a grand final. So uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, no, it's funny how things work like that. Um, yeah, obviously, had a had a good four years at Brisbane Lions and... Um, Unfortunately, got cut at the end of last year, but um, couldn't be more happier with playing for Sturt this year. And um, yeah, a flag at the end of next or end of this weekend would be uh, just the cherry on top, mate. Now, um, Marty Matner, I want to get your thoughts on him. You've come here this year. I've seen Marty a lot. Every time I see him, he's just so calm and serene, and there's doesn't seem that too much phases him. How have you found him? Yeah, I found him really good. I I found it. Um, He's a different sort of fella. He's, I came over here the end of last year and had a few chats to him and didn't get too much out of him. Um, but now that we've formed a relationship and, and everything like that, I feel like me and him get along really well. And um, He's been awesome for my footy this year and um, just different sorts of things that we've spoken about throughout the year and, and the last couple of weeks, probably the most important, um, throwing me up forward and feel like that's that's paid dividends and that was that was sort of his thoughts um after the centrals game when we just won a tight one he was pretty keen to see me go forward so um yeah he's been he's been awesome for me this year well Connor, good luck on the weekend the bays are positioning this as a double date with the double blues because you've got the reserves <laughs> grand final and then the seniors as well so um for your team's sake hopefully it is a double premiership day good luck and thanks for joining us Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Um, cheers. I love players like that that, um, you know, go through challenging times after their AFL journey um, stops, uh, whether it's permanently or temporarily, and then they come and do really good things in the sandful. But the thing I noticed, Bix, is all of these players say, we want to play in the next best competition in Australia. Yeah. That's why we're here in Adelaide. Well, it also gives them a chance to really, uh, in some ways, enjoy their footy. It, it forces you to get on with your life. When you're a full-time AFL player, it's a, and particularly with four years, you're not playing. You sort of your life's on hold. Some players are studying. Some players are doing other little bits and pieces. But when it does come to an end, guess what? 
to go out and get a job or you have to go and really commit mm. to something. Uh, and then you can still take your footy very seriously like, like Connor is, but it feels like life's moving on and you're moving forward and, and, um, and starting to get into it a bit. And you get this sort of opportunity to, to play at a level that's still really meaningful and yeah, enjoy some success if you're lucky. I want to shout out Matthew Wright too, who on the weekend played games. his 300th game. So that's AFL slash Sandful games. And someone I think and you'd know him a lot better than I would to, to have his presence, but also experience around that team. Even with those top up players, um, they, they loved having him back. He kicked another one of those real good goals right <laughs> on the goal line. But um, no, he's been brilliant. He has been a super Player, first and foremost, but super person, mm. most importantly, over a long period of time. Great AFL career. Leading goal kicker at Carlton for one season yep. has come back. I've just got this great memory of um, when I first started coaching, there were three young blokes who all started together. And um, and I had them around for dinner at home. And it was Matthew Wright, Rory Sloan, and Taylor Walker. And uh, the thing that I remember most is we had this meal. Tori cooked all the meal. Right, he jumped up and just grabbed the tea towel and started doing the dishes. That's the type of bloke he was. He was a ripping. You do that here in Studio Lumo. I don't know. I must have taken something from from Matthew Wright. You haven't had myself or Sam Fantasy around for dinner, though. What's going on there? Do we have to play for the crows to come around to your house for dinner? That helps. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) And I bet that you would charge us to come around to your house for dinner as well for the electricity or the food. No, I wouldn't. I'd just get you to bring it. (laughs) (laughs) It's 10 minutes past eight. On the mark is next. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 16 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, We are going for 22 degrees today. If you've just tuned in, well, we made the huge reveal which was just simply incredible this morning. <laughs> Stu from Handorf, who called up Talkback Radio on Saturday night. AKA Angry Port Fan. Correct. Angry Port Fan, who pretty much said that Port Adelaide choked. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. A lot of people suggesting he sounded like a... Suki, suki, la, la. So he woke up on Sunday and said... Hello, darkness, my old friend. We found out that Stu from Handorf is actually a Crow supporter. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> that is the first time I've been able to use all four of them. In the one. In hit. the one. And that is incredible. Look at the dogs on the mark. Got spaghetti like on the mark. Wobbly man stuff on the mark. Every good side has a good captain. Mark Bickley. It's a very general statement, that isn't it? How does this work? Well, you make a statement and then I have to say whether it's on the mark or off the mark. If Ken Hinckley is under more pressure in 2024, Simon Goodwin should be under even more after two consecutive finals exits. I think that's on the mark and I think he actually is um, for a whole range of different reasons. But people at Melbourne, and Melbourne's list is a bit more mature than Port Mm. Adelaide's as well with Gorn, Petrarca... Oliver, uh, amongst others. And to go out in similar fashion with the more scoring shots, more inside 50s, not being able to put sort of put that on the board is disappointing two years in a row, straight sets. He does, though, have a similar circuit breaker to Ken Hinckley, where he's just re-signed a two-year extension. Yep. So that does buy you some, uh, some leeway. 
Does it buy you leeway now, though, the way they're structuring these coaches' contracts? Because don't they have, from what we are led to believe, Six a particular months. amount that they have to pay you out? So if we get to the middle of next year and Melbourne are underperforming and Port Adelaide are underperforming, then they can pull the trigger and just pay them out for six months. Well, it depends. It depends on how good a negotiator you are, yeah. how strong a negotiating position you have, who your management companies are. So so what the AFL want is every coach to have whatever the number – the AFL would love a three-month payout clause, but I think I think it's in there is going to be six-month payout clause. Okay. So you could sign a 10-year deal – but at any stage, yep. just give you six months and you're out the door. The people that have the leverage, so if you're a premiership coach potentially or, or you're in demand, there's other people that want you, you sign the contract that says, no, I refuse to have a payout clause. Yep. And I think that's what Adam Simpson had, which probably is what saved his skin across the summer. Asava Radigalia is not going to be the difference between Port Adelaide going out in straight sets and winning a grand final. I think that's on the mark. In isolation, one player won't. But as I said before, there there will be a whole range of players. You've got Zerk Thatcher adds depth. Jordan Sweet gives you some durability in the ruck and some depth in the ruck, depending on what happens with Lysette. Yep. Bergman's better. Horn Francis is better. Uh, there'll be other players that'll step up or get opportunity. So it's never one player, but he's part of what will be a reshaping of Port Adelaide next year? Let's get through these next ones. Cozzy Pickett needs to change the way he plays football. Um, that's on the mark. Elements of the way he plays mm-hmm. footy. Does some unbel- <laughs> the game on Friday night was exactly uh, what you get with Cozzy Pickett. There's a free kick. He reverses a free kick 25 metres out in front of goal and then gives away a 50 then gets reported for, you know, uh, bumping into Patrick Cripps, then does two things, brilliant things in the last quarter, which or third quarter I think it was, that get them back into the game and then has an opportunity late where he potentially could have passed off, but, it, you know, a bounce hits the post and, and it ends up being one of their last scoring shots. So you get a mixed bag with him. As you get more mature, what you're hoping is the mixed bag becomes – more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. It's too early to call the Premiership Cup the Ron Brassy Cup. I think that's on the mark. I think it sometimes it can be emotive. But, you know, I, I yeah, let's just let it settle. Um, because there's still still so many legends. You know, what happens when, if you know, you know touch wood and heaven forbid, but... Bob Skilton, Lee Matthews. Mm. There's so many great, great, great legends of the AFL. Um, you know, and how do we honour all of them? Quick fire responses here. Port Adelaide is facing an internal revolt. On the mark right now, within a week and a half, it'll be gone. Write it out. The only way Glenelg will lose the Sample Grand Final is if Sturt put them to sleep with their game style. <laughs> They're pretty dour. They're, they're... <laughs> You think? Uh, I'm on the mark with that one. Simon Hill is right. Moving the Matildas match to Optus Stadium will do nothing to grow the game. The more games are moved to bigger venues, the more people will think soccer doesn't need their own specific facilities. Yeah, on the mark. And also what it does, it dilutes the atmosphere. That is what brings people to the game. Mm -hmm. Create demand for the product. The AFL would be hoping for a Collingwood-Carlton grand final. We'll we'll play Captain Obvious. That's on the mark. Whoa, cheapest Mark Bickley. (laughs) Oh! 
Google. Okay, three more. Ollie Wine should look at his options to get more midfield time. Options being potentially not at Port Adelaide. Mm, that's on the mark. You're allowed to, you're allowed to explore. Travis Boak should not play for another AFL club next year. Um, no, off the mark with one caveat. The team that he plays for has to be contending. Oppenheimer actually came to fruition for Port Adelaide as their season blew up. On the mark. I predicted that. When I say that. The, uh, well done, mate. The, the theme of, yeah, let's hope it doesn't blow up, but it did, it actually exploded. Well, the issue was half the players didn't understand the movie, so they didn't understand the theme of the finals. They fell asleep. They fell asleep. <laughs> Just pressed the wrong button. Three hours of it. <laughs> it's an elephant in the room early. Hello, darkness, my friend. <laughs> it's 22 minutes past eight. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 minutes past eight. It has been a massive show, Mark Bickley. A huge show. Thank you to everybody for texting in, calling in. Uh, We want to continue that throughout the whole week as well if you've missed it too. We made the big revelation that Stu from Harndorf, the viral sensation who allegedly was a Port Adelaide fan calling in uh, on Saturday night, post straight sets. It's actually a Crow supporter. You can have a listen to that chat and the others we had on our podcast. It's it's pretty big news today. I think I've really dropped a big bomb there. <laughs> dropped a big bomb. You did indeed. Uh, well played to you. You're a super sleuth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the only thing I'll do this year when it comes to breaking news. I'm not a newsbreaker. No, but you did today. So you, now you are. Thank you. You're one of the one of the big newsbreakers in town. <laughs> you were trying to. Th- I watched your brain yeah, just tick what, over. What <laughs> Number one newsbreaker in Adelaide. Uh, yeah. So we appreciate it. Um, Continue listening today to The Run Home and Sports Day. They will keep you going with all of your news. And, uh, look, we're hoping to speak to Tom Jonas by the end of the week as well, Biggs, Mm. because um, he's pretty emotional at the moment and he's got a a big future happening no matter what he decides to do because I think the way he's carried himself this year is absolutely outstanding. We are back tomorrow. Quick Bix, plenty more. Your calls, your texts. Enjoy Tuesday, Bix. Catch you tomorrow, mate. Okay, see ya.